0: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. On this bonus episode of season two, I'm going to answer some of your questions. We're going to cover topics such as knowing God's will, the upcoming election, and when to cut out the middleman. My first question comes from Jessica in California. She's asking from episode one of season two with Pastor Randy Coggins second, how do you know when you're in God's will? That's a great question, Jessica. And it does take a lot of maturity to know for a fact that you're in God's will, right? Um, It takes time with God. It takes having a relationship with God. When you cultivate a relationship with God, it's kind of like having a best friend or someone you're dating that you are in a serious relationship with, right? The more you know them, the more you trust them, the more you're familiar with their ways and their voice, the more that you can be confident in what they say is true. And when they speak, you know it's them and it's not somebody else, right? Well, it's the same with God. The closer we are to God, the more time we spend with Him, the more we recognize His ways and His voice and read His word, know His truth, know His promises. It's easier to determine when it's God and when it's not. So there's many ways that you can get confirmation when you think something is God's will. It must align with the word, but it can come from prayer. It can come from confirmation from others, such as God speaking to someone else about your specific situation and then relaying it to you. When a stranger comes up to you that does not know you and they speak truth into your life and they confirm what you already feel God is telling you to do, that's another way that you can know that something is God's will because it resonates with your spirit. But I will tell you personally how I know, without a shadow of a doubt, that something is God's will. It's when I have peace and I'm not striving. So anytime I'm striving and trying to make it happen and and trying to kind of force my way, it's an immediate indicator that I am not walking in God's perfect will. Because when God, when He opens up doors that no man can shut, there's not striving. Because He's doing it with His power. It's not because of my own ability. He requires our yes and our partnership, but we do not need to force something to happen or try to make it happen. If it's not happening, then it's not meant to be. And that's where that life of surrender and the life of trusting God, His timing and His ways are perfect, you know? Because if something doesn't happen, it's really protection. And I want God's protection on my life. And that's what we all want is God's protection. You know, I saw a guy the other day and he had a shirt really big printed on his shirt It said, self-made. And you know, immediately I felt a check in my spirit, not being judgmental or anything like that. I understand where the shirt is coming from and and where that slogan is coming from. But I had an immediate check in my spirit saying, no, I'm not self-made. We're not self-made. It's only because of God that we're allowed to do anything. He gets all the glory. You know, that's kind of a prideful statement, right? Really, I'm God made. I'm not self-made. I can do nothing on my own. I remember God telling me clearly and kind of shaking me up at the beginning of starting Lens of Faith podcast. He wanted to make sure that I knew that even though people were telling me that I would be a perfect voice for a podcast, that I had a lot of wisdom, I had a lot to offer, a lot to say that I should start a podcast. He wanted to remind me and make sure that I don't forget that apart from Him, I can do no good thing. You know, apart from Him, we can do no good thing. So we are not self-made. You know, we are God-made. Everything that happens, every good thing that happens in our life is because He has provided it and He has allowed it to happen for us. One of the key ways that you know that you are in God's will is when you have perfect peace and you are not striving and trying to force something to happen. A lot of my life being an independent woman, a type A, I'm going to make it happen. If I want something done, I'm going to make it happen, right? You know, I don't need anyone else. I got this. I love you, Jesus, but I got this, right? You know, I lived most of my life that way where I would strive to make things happen. You know, I would get stressed when it wouldn't work out. I would worry about it being perfect. All of those things that we struggle with naturally, right? But the more that I started to mature and surrender my life to God, the more that I started to watch Him open up doors no man can shut. He even does things that I don't even know that I want yet or need yet. He opens up doors that I don't even request Him to open up. Where it's not even a prayer request yet, you know? Uh, Sometimes I don't even know I need something, but He knows, right? And because I've surrendered to Him, then He is in control. I've allowed Him to be master of my life, right? And so He works things out that He knows I'll need in the future, and I didn't even know I needed it yet, right? So when you're in God's will, there's not that striving. And so when there is that striving, I have to put myself in check, and I have to stop I stop what I'm doing, you know, because this must not be God's will if I'm trying to force it to happen, if I'm trying to make it happen, right? That doesn't mean that when you're in God's perfect will, you don't have any challenges or you feel happy all the time and, you know, but there is that peace that passes all understanding. And if you do have a desire, sometimes God's delay is His protection It doesn't mean that He's not going to do it in the future. It's just not His timing. So we really just have to trust in His perfect timing and His perfect ways. Because really, He's the best friend that has our back. And He knows our beginning from our end where we just see the current situation we're in or the current day we're in, but He sees the full picture. And most of the time, it will later make sense. And you'll look back and you'll say, Wow, God, thank you for keeping me from that. Or thank you for not answering that prayer at that time. You know, you actually see the bigger picture, right? He gives you his perspective. So I hope that answers your question, Jessica. Our next question comes from Sarah in Colorado. She says, With this election coming up, how do I vote? Ooh, what a controversial question. (laughs) Well, Sarah, I won't tell you who to vote for. That's something that you'll have to figure out. But I can tell you what to look for in a candidate and what pleases the heart of God, which is someone that lines up with biblical morals and principles. Somebody that stands up for the issues that matter to the heart of God. So issues like protecting the unborn. I would say that we are in the craziest time in history of political unrest right now, where if you like one party, you're hated. If you like the other party, you're hated. People will, uh, you know, spill out hate. They will reject you. They'll unfriend you. They'll say evil things to you if you are not on their side, if you disagree with them. And that is not God's will. It goes back to peace. and There is no peace and hate. But really, you have to do what you know is right in your heart, and you have to give it to God and just pray for our leaders. Whether we agree with them or not, we need to pray for our leaders. We have to be very careful that we do not idolize or worship or put our hope in or our trust in any man, any man, because it doesn't matter who's in government. It doesn't matter what they're doing or what they promise. God is the only Savior that we have. He is our King, and the government rests upon His shoulders, not on a man's shoulders. You know, men will come and go. We cannot put our trust or our hope in any man. It doesn't matter how great he might seem. I was actually reading today in Isaiah 43, 11, I am the Lord, and apart from me, there is no Savior. And I really felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me in that moment, that some people are looking to man, to a politician, to be their Savior. But God is the only Savior that we have, that we can depend on, that we can fully trust. You know, I was just watching last night's presidential debate. It was the very first one. It was such a mess to see what looked like two schoolboys just fighting and bickering and arguing, you know, and interrupting each other, right? There was no answers. There was no resolve. There was no respect. And it's just another reminder that only God can fix our country. Only God can make things right. But really, it's us as a people that need to come back to God and make it right. You know, we love to say, God bless America. God bless America. But you know what? God has blessed America for over 200 years. It's time for America to bless God. This past weekend, I was at a powerful event in Washington, D.C. My dad and my sister even flew in from California. In fact, my dad, when he heard about the event in California, He was speaking about it to my mom, and he just started weeping. And it's not even like him to react that way, but he knew that he needed to come here and be part of this move of God. And we drove to D.C. for what was a prayer march and an event called The Return, where 100,000 saints came together in unity. We repented, and we just prayed over America, prayed for our leaders, prayed over our country. It was a peaceful time of unity. It was powerful, and it was also held during the Week of Atonement and Yom Kippur. It was a very important and strategic time to get together as one and pray for our country. It was very powerful. And that is what God is telling us. He tells us that if we as a people repent and pray, then He will heal our land. Only He can heal our land. We must welcome Him to take His rightful place back into America. And our final question is from Christina in North Carolina. She's asking, how do you know when to cut out the middleman? Great question, Christina. You know, everybody loves the middleman. You know, I sure do, right? The middleman is your favorite worship artist, your favorite pastor, your favorite author, your favorite YouTube video. It's all God-inspired, ordained, a lot of times, anointed. They can easily connect you and draw you into God's presence. You know, a good word can heal your heart. It can encourage your soul, can encourage your spirit. They can inspire you and motivate you to be all that God's called you to be. So many times it's easier to connect through a middleman. The middleman is not necessarily a bad thing, but there comes a time... And especially as you mature in your walk with God, that you want to have a direct connection with Him, meaning you don't need those people to draw you into God's presence. You can just have your own time with God, a direct connection with God, where you sit down and you open up your word and you allow Him to speak to you. And you quiet yourself, and you stay still long enough to hear Him speak to you directly, not through a conduit or through somebody else, where God wants to have a direct conversation with you. It kind of reminds me of that old game, if you remember it, called telephone, where you would tell somebody something, and then they would whisper it to the next person and the next person. But by time it got told to the very last person, it wasn't even what was originally said. So a lot of times God is speaking to the middle man, but it might not be what he has for you directly, right? He wants to speak to you directly so that way you can get it right. It's not misinterpreted. It's not misspoken. It's exactly what you're supposed to hear. And only God who gives the word can really deliver it perfectly, right? So we have to quiet ourselves and be still so we can hear from God directly, right? And then even with worship, a lot of times He wants us to sing from our heart and to sing from our love relationship with Him. So it's a new song. It's not a song that's top of the charts or that's already been played a hundred times in church, right? It's original and it flows from our own spirit. And it's the evidence of our own love relationship with Jesus it's a new song. It's just an overflow of your relationship with Him. And there's nothing sweeter than this. You know, it doesn't matter how anointed a worship song is. There's nothing like singing a new song to Jesus from your own personal relationship with Him. So cutting out the middleman might take a little more time, more work. It's not just a quick jolt of the Spirit, you know. A lot of times it's not just a quick fix or a quick word like, you know, us as Americans want. We want the quickest way that we can get it. But when you cut out the middleman, it's so much richer, so much deeper. And that's when you create a bond with Jesus that you've never had before because it didn't come from somebody else. It's solid and you know him for yourself. And another thing is you won't be able to give credit to the middleman. A lot of times when we get a good word or we feel encouraged, we feel inspired, if we feel the Holy Spirit through somebody else, then we're quick to look to that person as the person that ministered to us, right? But God wants us to have a relationship with Him where we point to Him. When we get refreshed, we point to Him when we get healed. We point to Him for the song. We point to Him and we give Him credit in all things. And so cutting out the middleman is necessary, even though the middleman is awesome. There's many anointed worship leaders out there that sing fire songs that I love, that I worship to, that really minister to me. There's a lot of pastors and speakers that I love. I speak about them. I even recommend them. I mean, I love watching TBN or Daystar and there's a good word or there's a good message. He'll use mighty men and women of God to speak into our lives, to encourage us, to edify us. And I love that. But if that's the only way that we're getting fed and the only way that we're growing in Christ and the only way that we are connecting with God, then he requires us to step it up. There's nothing like a direct connection with Jesus. There's nothing like something that's fresh, that hasn't been said before, that hasn't been done before, that's not just another play on YouTube, you know? It's something where He speaks to your spirit. He speaks to you directly for your situation, for your future, for your destiny. It's not just a general word for everybody to hear. So the middleman is a blessing, but there comes a time where you need to cut out that middleman. Because God is trying to take us deeper and to a next level. So I encourage you to sit down with no worship music on, no speaker, close the book, open up your journal, sit in silence, start talking to God, let Him speak back to you, write down what He says so you don't forget, so you can be encouraged later. In your quiet time, just start singing to Him. Not a song that you already know. What I do is I start singing out my thankfulness to him. I just start singing out, thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. You're so perfect in all of your ways. Thank you for your character that never changes. Thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your provision. I just start singing out from a grateful heart. I just start singing out to him a new song. And that cultivates that sacred, deeper, satisfying relationship with Jesus. Well, friends, that wraps up today's episode. Let me pray us out. Lord God, we just come before you now. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your character, Lord God. Lord, please forgive us for pride, for selfish motive, just any way in us that does not please you, Lord God. We want to please you. We want to live a life that pleases you, Lord God. I pray that you would speak to each and every person listening today, that you would minister to them exactly what they need. I pray that you would give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, Lord God, and holiness, and to seek your face and to know you in a real and intimate way, that we would know your will because we know your voice, Lord God as we navigate these challenging times, Lord God, that you would give us peace and clarity, the wisdom and discernment we need, that you would comfort us and break off any spirit of fear, Lord God. I come against any fear, any discouragement, any lies, anything that is trying to hinder us from being who you've called us to be, Lord God. Thank you for who you are, Lord God. In this season, we trust you, we put our hope in you, For you alone are our Savior and our King. You alone deliver. You alone bring peace. You alone make things right. And I pray that you would come with your power and you would make things right, Lord God, in our hearts, in our land, in every area, Lord God. We welcome you to have your right place in our hearts and in our land, Lord God. Thank you for your patience with America. Thank you for your patience with us. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness. You are worthy to be praised, and we love you, Lord God. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. Subscribe to The Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon.